gentlemen seven o'clock on a saturday night and as usual that means it's time for the other podcast i'm your host robert stacy mccain and i'm not hello folks it's the other guy on the other podcast john hogue here uh, stacy blogs at the other mccain.com i've been told and you can find my good friend john hogue's blogging at hogwatch.com and our almost not but not quite completely non-blogger uh <laughs> sidekick diana from valdosta how you doing i'm great um forgive my lack of blogging i had been meaning to blog but i got busy and then and you know how busy is life happens when you're trying to do all that other stuff how are I things know. down there how are things down there in beautiful valdosta georgia well it at least we have not found a body in a barrel. This is our good news. <laughs> what? I found a body in a barrel? No, no, no. Yes. That was at Lake Mead. Oh, and, that was um, at Lake Mead. Yeah. Yeah, but I was, but uh, I was, I was flipping through news stories, and I said to Rod, "Ah, well, at least this isn't tagged Valdosta." <laughs> yeah. And but, I read the story out. <laughs> but it's not like there's no uh, murders down there in South Georgia. I'm sure you Sadly, know where Quitman, Georgia is. I know exactly where Quitman is. It's over in Brooks County, uh, just east of Dixie, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Yep. And anyways, in Quitman, uh, uh, the GBI announced that they have um, arrested a suspect in connection to the slaying of a 22-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. uh, the 22-year-old woman's name was Jessica Bayana Torres. Yep. And uh, the suspect was arrested in McAllen, Texas. His name is Roberto Andablo Gallano. For those of you who don't know the geography of Texas, McAllen is about Oh, 50 miles inland up the Rio Grande on our side of the border. Yeah. It's really close to Brownsville. Oh, I yeah. used to live in Brownsville. It, it seems like the suspect in the murder in Quitman. Mm -hmm. it, are, are there any poultry plants or anything like that? Meat processing plants in Quitman? There's a, yeah, well, there's one processing place. It's right on 84. Um, yeah. And you, dr I drive past it about once a month. Yeah, um, yeah. There's yeah. a couple wherever other you, things. Yeah, wherever there's poultry processing or meat processing in America, you will you will find members of the Latino community. And so I'm sure that uh, Roberto and Dablo Gallano uh, was trying to uh, get back home. 
so to speak, after the uh, murder of Jessica Torres in Quitman, Georgia. So, uh, so there's your crime news for Valdosta this week. Yeah, isn't it nice to live in a place where, you know, one or two murders is what constitutes crime news? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, trust me, we uh, the biggest, most stuff that happens here is happening on I-75. Um, yeah. There's some stuff that happens here, but I-75 goes right through town and, man, there's drugs, there's... There's all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, well, there was a 12-year-old shot to death in Valdosta on Tuesday. I know, and everybody is completely outraged and upset about that. And, um, I, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know enough to comment on the reality of, of how this situation happened, but there are a lot of really mad people. Yeah, uh, detectives responded to a 911 call that mm -hmm. a person had been shot on North Lee Street. When officers yep. arrived, they located a 12-year-old male inside a resident with a gunshot wound to his head. Police mm -hmm. investigators determined that the 12-year-old and the 16-year-old had broke into several vehicles during the previous night. Quote, Yep. Oh, they stole several firearms from the vehicles, police said. Quote, yep. They returned to the 16-year-old's resident where they were in a bedroom playing with a couple of the stolen handguns. The gun the 16-year-old was holding discharged, shooting the victim in the head, end quote. The juvenile is charged with second-degree felony murder. Yep. Yeah, well, we've got way too much of that crap. Um, kids around here go around and they break into cars. That's pretty much what they do. Um, yep, yep. It's like that's that's their uh, that's their uh, late afternoon, early evening amusement. And, well, that's um, small time crime. Well, yeah, know, until what? they get a gun and shoot each other, <laughs> guns and right, shoot right. each other. But what about thought crimes? Well, oh, yes. so many of those. Yes, but we are getting some some good payoff now. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we're getting some really experienced people uh, at the Ministry of Truth. I had a post called "The Lens of Experience" earlier this week. Um, mm -hmm. It appears that our uh, beloved Executive Director of the uh, Disinformation Governance Board um, actually may have been speaking from real uh, personal inside knowledge when she said that uh, Hunter's laptop was Russian uh, collusion disinformation. Uh, <laughs> and you can see that from her LinkedIn profile. Um, mm -hmm. you see from September 2016 to July 2017, she was a Fulbright uh, policy fellow in Kiev, uh, ad advising the foreign ministry and helping them figure out how to do their PR. Now, if you'll remember, this is the time when the previous administration uh, in, in the Ukrainian government was in power. And it was uh, also the time when a previous American administration was using loan, a loan guarantee to influence uh, uh, criminal investigations in uh, mm -hmm. Ukraine. So, you know, here, here we have somebody that may be an actual eyewitness to what was, uh, to some of the stuff that's going on there. Um, um, 
you know, and in other news, um, they're going to increase the chocolate ration from 30 to 20 grams. soon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the Biden administration is just uh, doing a bang up job. Well, uh, did you see did you see Rasmussen's polling on him? Oh, you know, I well, I, I really think that what's happening is there are people. You mean the polling from Rasmussen reports? Yeah. The, the, mm -hmm. the, the, did you see their uh, polling on him there? He's he's hovering around 40, 42 percent, which I, I yeah. think. I think is high, but I think what's happening is I think people are lying to the pollsters uh, because, quite frankly, I think there's some of us who don't want the Democrats to know how many votes they need to have in the bag. But uh, agreed. Uh, and and uh, I mean, it's just and a lack of trust these days. But it's interesting. He's got like in the low 40s for his alleged approval rating. But, uh, you know, there's like in the low in the 20s on his on what should he run again so it's like uh <laughs> we love you joe but don't but run please. again please yeah <laughs> the most amazing thing in that whole thing if you'll click through the link at uh power line mm -hmm. uh at the power line blog uh what you find is less than half of democrats want joe to run for re-election yeah. Right. Um, I had a question about that. Do they have, do they ask yet? Um, what, what do you think your neighbors think to get uh, any? <laughs> well, I, you can, uh, as a matter of fact, you can click to see the, uh, wording of the survey questions, uh, mm -hmm. on, the, on the poll. Well, let, let, let me put to you like this. Mm -hmm. The last president that the Democrats had who was in, this much please don't run again trouble was LBJ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's very bad. You know, and I can think of a couple of other uh, uh, Democrat presidents who might have been in a similar situation, but that was back before we had. Speaking before. of uh, presidents in trouble. Well, yeah, uh, you're, mm. talking, you're talking about just general health in general. I had a uh, <sighs> post- Titled Cancer Ward, and I'll mm -hmm. bet you Diana got the uh, reference. I did. Solzhenitsyn, how I love you. <laughs> yes. Uh, cancer Ward is... Uh, one of his one of, books. One, it's a short and, and, novel. It, it, it's not his best writing, but it's worth reading. And, it's really uh, worth reading. Yes. Um, um, but I, I, I don't... I, I like Ivan Denisovich better well, in terms yeah. of, of of the flavor and that sort of stuff but anyway cancer ward and it just says uh the entire i'll read you the entire post hugo <laughs> chavez fidel castro and now possibly vladimir putin yeah yeah you know uh, i keep hearing that and i've been i've looked at every picture i can um every picture and video of him and i'd agree he's not well, but it's hard to say. I mean, he doesn't have that funny yellowish look that, well, you see so often in well, cancer uh, patients. Well, uh, having, Late stage. having having watched my wife die from cancer, I'm so sorry. She 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 took on that yellowish appearance when it got to her liver, and that was uh -huh. on the last two weeks. Uh, so, okay. And she and she was die. She had she carried a uh, for over two years for about two years a, a stage four cancer diagnosis mm -hmm. so you know okay he, 
and uh, and they're talking about surgery. And they wouldn't bother with surgery at stage four. So he's no, they don't. Uh, so he, I mean, other than like a, a gross amputation of a limb or something like that. But it, you know, at this point, he, uh, you know, he he is in a heap of trouble. Uh, not only personally, but professionally. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's kind of hard uh, to keep <laughs> things going when all your supporters keep getting killed. Yes, uh, Russian generals keep getting killed was mm-hmm. the uh, title of a post I did last Sunday when, when uh, uh, I, I believe we talked about this during the uh, podcast last week. Well, we talked about the, the, the game so far, but there, there, apparently six uh, there have been six more generals hit this week. Well, at, at any rate, uh, Major General Andrei Simonov was killed near the city of Izium in the mm-hmm. Kharkiv region um, uh, when the mili- R- Ukrainian military attacked the field command post of the mm-hmm. Russian 2nd Army. Uh, the general was among 100 Russian soldiers killed in the attack according to an advisor to uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir, uh, Vladimir uh, Zelensky. Uh, not only that, but uh, during, during this attack, uh, apparently, or in a separate attack at the same place, uh, Valery Gerasimov. 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 Okay, thank you. The chief of staff of the Russian army, which is yeah. basically <laughs> like the Pentagon level, okay? Well, the, the, he's, the, he's the chief of staff. I mean, he is the senior military yes. officer in the Russian army. Yeah. Yes. Well, he was uh, <laughs> reportedly wounded uh, in, in, in Isium. And uh, and so the the number of generals killed uh, in Ukraine, Russian generals killed in Ukraine, is either ten or eleven. I think at this point, it's getting uh, ridiculous. Oh no, I, I, I think you're a little low because they've had a, a, several more hits in the last few days. But I mean, here's the thing: uh, Gerasimov getting uh, wounded. To put that in perspective. That would be like George Marshall getting wounded during the Second World War, or yeah, that might call, get a little or, exciting. Or or, or 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 Colin Powell getting wounded during the Gulf War. I mean, it's like what? Yeah. Know, why? Why is that guy even over the border? Yeah. Indeed, that was my question. I mean, I was just, I was like, okay, wait, you summon people to you, you don't go to them when you're at that level. Because I mean, what you've got in your head is just way too important. Plus, how much staff did he bring with him, and how many of the hundred uh, dead and wounded are among his staff? Well, this is at, mad. Yeah. I mean, uh, at, at that level, you're right. Uh, when you when you are going in uh, on mm-hmm. something like that, if it's good news, you know, some sort of celebratory thing, uh, going to pat people on the head, tell them nice. You, you give them a, a couple of days off and tell them to come back. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and if you're, you're, if you're relieving them anyway, uh, mm-hmm. you, 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 you send their <laughs> replacement. You send their replacement with orders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, what, you know, I know. The, it, it's, it's on the other hand, 
we're not doing all that well either in terms of smart operating procedure. Yes, we're providing wonderful intelligence. Uh, uh, apparently, yeah. we've lost a missile frigate this week uh, because of... Uh, Admiral uh, Makarov. Makarov, yeah, yes. The, yeah, but the, uh, the you know, but our intelligence... Another Neptune, too. Yeah, but our intelligence guys are bragging about it. Which is not good. That, that's you double don't plus, do that. That's double plus ungood. I mean... Yeah, I... I why would, suppose... you, why, would, why would you let them know where to look for a, the leak? Or why would you want to let them know what you might have been doing to uh, do it? Well, I, mean, I like... think what they're trying to tell the Russians, and I think it's a mistake, is that they are their communications are transparent to us, which I find rather horrifying. But okay. Yeah. Well, to to let them know that they don't have any secrets, and 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 this kind of braggadocio from the intelligence community. Uh -huh. uh, well, think of all the leaks and all the uh, uh, that came out in this whole Russia Gate thing. You know that that's mm. that's what was going on there. Is uh, uh, you know, is that uh, this kind of show off tendency? Yeah. Uh, among uh, some of our intelligence officials who, you know, and, you know, it's just, um, you know, and I've said all along, you know, I've been saying this for weeks now that mm -hmm. obviously the uh, Ukrainians must be benefiting uh, from Western intelligence, but for, uh, you know, guys to call up the Washington Post and the New York Times and brag you know, about what they've mm -hmm. been doing. Uh, I ran a comm center in Southeast Asia that mm -hmm. uh, basically, this is back in the dark ages when we still use teletypes with, per with perforated paper tape. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, as, I as, remember as a re those. That's a long time with, ago. <laughs> with, with a, yes. I got back from Vietnam a little over 50 years ago. Okay, let's put mm -hmm. things in perspective. And one of our one of the uh, uh, the uh, downstream comm centers from us was not one of our subordinate military units. It was a government contractor, um, mm. and, <clears throat> and and why a government contractor <laughs> needed uh, that kind of secure communication. Let me just put it like this: there, there, the message traffic to them had a header on it. Burn before reading. <laughs> if I had ever, first of all, if I'd ever left the page printer on long enough to see anything past that, and if many guys had done it, we'd have been lucky to only be court-martialed, mm -hmm. right? And, 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 you know, this is combat real-time intelligence, and we're bragging about how we're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very bad. But uh, uh, Ukraine uh, has, you know, uh, uh, on the I, I, the post uh, currently on my blog at the other McCain is on the one hand, the past week has been good for Russia in that they seem to have gone the past six days without having another general killed. Wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. But on the other hand, the Ukrainians have scored crucial victories around Kharkiv, okay. and yeah. this is this is very important. Uh, and and I feature uh, a map on the page where you can see mm -hmm. why it's important, because 
not only have they pushed back um, the Russians around Kharkiv in such mm -hmm. a way that it will relieve the pressure on Kharkiv, which has been getting shelled, you know, relentlessly. <sighs> uh, but in pushing east and southeast from Kharkiv, uh, they are um, threatening the line of supply that the Russians have, and you can mm -hmm. see it on the map very clearly, going mm -hmm. down to Isium. Okay, mm -hmm. let me explain that Isium, that the, if, if you look at it on the map, and it's hard to explain this, it's, it's like a... Um, uh, it's a salient. It? It's a salient. Thank you very much. That was the word I was looking for. But it's part of an effort to encircle the mm -hmm. Ukrainian forces in the east of the country where they're fighting over the, uh, what What do they call that territory over there? Uh, Donbass. Donbass region, yes. Yeah. So that the, the um, uh, Ukrainians attempting to uh, hold... Uh, you know, to to push the uh, Russians out of Donbas, are um, had been threatened by encirclement by this push mm -hmm. down uh, from Isium. Well, mm -hmm. now the push from the Ukrainian counteroffensive from Kharkiv mm -hmm. threatens the line of supply uh, of Isium, and if mm -hmm. that uh, gets pushed much further. Uh, you could see the entire offensive in the north of uh, of um, mm. uh, of um, uh, Ukraine collapse. Well, there's a, com a it couple. It could happen. Of, there are a couple of interesting things happened here that I picked up as we go along. Uh, you'll remember a short time ago there was a report that uh, we were we were going to give them. Uh, I think it was 7,255 millimeter artillery. Uh, tubes and um, uh, we were going to train them. Uh, Tens of thousands of rounds of well, ammunition. Well, actually, they were going to give them slightly more ammunition uh, than would shoot the barrels out to where the, the guns <laughs> right. would have to be just junked as scrap. Um, mm -hmm. But those were all um, just the garden variety dumb shell. Mm -hmm. um, but so the first. Our, the first bunch of artillery artillerymen have come back from you from being trained in Poland, mm -hmm. and they have some of those 155 millimeter guns with them. And there's evidence that I've seen uh, in uh, the way some targets have been hit, uh, the, uh, the videos of uh, uh, targets that they've got some of the precision shells as well. Yeah, you saw that rocket attack on Isium earlier? Well, no, this this is these are things like uh where um they <clears throat> firing at long range hit a single vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, that and, was kind of interesting. And and, and and then did it again with the other uh 152 millimeter uh, self-propelled mm -hmm. gun that was parked nearby and mm -hmm. you know if they had done a like a five or ten round fire mission bracketing them and you know uh, and uh you know back in my day uh that would you know you'd have fired uh, uh, a couple of ranging shots and to bracket them 
uh, and your then your forward observer would have uh, uh, would have yeah. uh, then walked the dialed fire, you in would, right. would walk the fire in. Now they're shooting to GPS coordinates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. it's pretty impressive, and I think that Russia isn't. I don't think Russia can do that. Not in well, real time. Well, the thing is, well, they, well, they, you know, I, well, well. First of all, they probably use the Glasnost system, which is their equivalent of GPS. Yeah, but but, but secondly, no, I uh, I don't think they have that miniaturized to their 152 millimeter gun. I don't think they do either. They do have, like they, I said, they can't, I don't they, think they can do it in real time. Well, they they can they can do it they can do it with iron bombs. You know, drop a. Uh, drop a, a bomb that will steer itself to a, a target. But no, they, well, they, they can't do it with a six inch artillery shell. No. no. Yeah. I think, I think, um, you know, another thing that's, that's pretty obvious is that they're using, um, they may be using satellite uh, uh, targeting uh, mm, but they, they in other words, that uh, uh, there may be like real time communication between um, what is it? The um, oh God. Well, I NSA, in other words, well, NSA, I, well, NSA doesn't do that. It's the National Reconnaissance. No. Office. That would be the office. reconnaissance office. Yeah. OK, thank the, you. the blue cube in uh, San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, shh. I keep hoping nobody else has noticed that place. <laughs> everybody <laughs> no, knows seriously. the blue cube, huh? Okay. Everybody, yeah, um, everybody knows the blue cube. Well, okay. The, uh, well, the that, thing is, is that there's also uh, one of the things that you constantly see now is drone footage of mm -hmm. the Ukrainian attacks. And and that tells me that they're using drones uh, for for targeting as well. Well, they've been they've been doing that since uh, day zero. Uh, they mm -hmm. and they're flying a particular uh, drone made by Turkey that is mm -hmm. very robust and very uh, uh, cheap, <laughs> and it, yep. it, and it, it, it's like a new level in cost effectiveness for that kind of warfare. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it, it's you know really it's. It's interesting because uh, a lot of what Russia needs in order to do that kind of precision munitions, they can't get except from us or the Europeans. The Chinese, Correct. The, Chi the Chinese could build it if they had the the knowledge. They have the uh, semiconductor technology, but they don't know how to build the. I they don't know what goes in the ICs the same way we do. Okay. So it's it's uh, it, it's interesting, you know. Uh, basically, uh, because we, the Europeans and we have cut off uh, the Russians from certain technologies, uh, and they can't get them anyplace else, uh, they're gonna run out of some precision munitions, and it's game over. Mm -hmm. Well, the whole thing is, I have to say that I've been watching this. Um, with, as I've keep pointing out, the Ukrainians are doing a brilliant job with the information war. They are managing that perfectly. They're releasing footage. Um, it's not conclusive footage. It isn't in high value intelligence footage, 
but it's great in terms of drama and in terms of uh, getting us involved emotionally. Um, The Russians are really, really, really sucking wind on this. Um, It's just shocking to me. I mean, you'd think they'd have learned something since 1952, but evidently not. Well, you'd think that they have learned something. They would have learned something since the 1980s in Afghanistan, but apparently not. Well, even in Afghanistan, their uh, their propaganda was a little less crude and bombastic and opaque at the same time. It wasn't great, but it was slightly better than the Stalinist stuff that you saw. That you know, I'm sorry. My entire knowledge of I, I'm better acquainted in some ways with uh, Soviet propaganda of an earlier era than I am with Russian stuff now. But this is bad. It's really bad. It's yes. not working. It's not convincing. I don't know what the Russians are seeing, Russian people are seeing, but I am saying this is bad. <laughs> it's very unconvincing. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens on Tuesday. It won't it though. Uh, Monday. Monday. Well, yes, Tuesday it is by Mon- the time Monday. we see it. Yeah, uh, it, it'll be Monday. It'll be Monday Moscow time and time, but uh, it'll, uh, it'll pretty much Tuesday our time. time come to think of it, of it. yeah. yeah. Well, know, I mean, the, well, the, par- I the well, the parade will get started by the time you know we're uh, going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> now, last week, uh, you know, I was uh, I was uh, in Ohio. Uh, that was a, uh, a, a, a trip. Uh, and, and, and so I was doing this by phone. So it's good to be back here uh, sitting across the table from John. Yes. With the headphones and the microphones and all that stuff instead of walking around in the woods of Ohio uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking yeah. on my cell phone. Well, yes. Uh, and asking Diana to read me what I had written on my blog because it, that's how I am. I, I, I file it and forget it, you know. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, you were able to take uh, the nice trip to Ohio to see uh, uh, family because uh, we are cared for by our readers and listeners. Uh, tell them about the yellow button. Yes, folks, if you will go uh, to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you uh, to my PayPal account where you can contribute uh, dollars, pesos, euros, whatever currency you have, except, unfortunately, rubles, uh, because they don't uh, uh, take those anymore at PayPal. But if you'll click on the yellow button, go to my PayPal account, you can contribute to the support of the blog, of the podcast, and most importantly, uh, to keep my wife happy, which is job number one, which was why last week I enlarged the yellow button because we have some you know, nearsighted readers who may not be able to find it otherwise. And and uh, but but I the the yellow button got very large last week, and uh, I would like to thank, by the way, uh, uh, the, all the readers who helped support that trip. Uh, I had to go out to Michigan uh, to meet my daughter's um, uh, my youngest daughter's boyfriend. That went okay. You know, but uh, is he approved? He's acceptable. 
I, 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 I mean, you know, we're, we, we, we're on wait and see mode. He's got to earn <laughs> real approval, you know. It's, okay. It's like, it's like, uh, but, but that was a, uh, a crazy trip. And while I was driving through Ohio, I was talking on the phone to uh, Dave Weigel and everything else. It was, uh, uh, but JD Vance, uh, you know, won the Senate campaign. But anyways, <laughs> taking trips like that. Uh, it you know hits the budget and you know in two weeks in a row we had we had had well twice during the same month we'd had that because my son I was down in Fort Benning for mm-hmm. the uh, best ranger competition in April which uh, you know our son competed in and we were very proud of that but anyway so so thanks to everyone who hit the tip jar meanwhile over at my good friend John Hogue's blog hogwash.com ah yes there is in the uh sidebar over on the right there three ways that you can help support the blog one's hit the tip jar go off to my paypal account the other one is is, uh, we'll skip all the way down to the bottom of the list so you can shop at the hogwash store and buy things related to the blog or you can use the amazon uh shopping links you'll find at hogwash there are also uh, some at uh uh, at the other McCain, we both participate in the Amazon Affiliates Program, uh, which is uh, basically when you use one of those links, uh, a blogger uh, gets a cut of the action, which is something nice Amazon does for the blogosphere. I have a fourth way. Uh, if you go up to the menu bar at the top, there's a thing called the DMCA contact thing. That's for people who want to send me copyright infringement notices. But you can also click on that and find my address. And if you want to send me cash or even I take gold imperial Russian rubles, uh, all that good stuff, regardless of how you want to uh, support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. And now we're going to move off to uh, something a little bit more domestic. Domestic, yes. And uh, I, I, I titled this section The Supremes because that's kind of how I refer to the court. <laughs> and I really have been tempted this whole week to make a, uh, a terrible uh, joke that involves something like stop in the name of love. Before you break my heart. Yeah, well, apparently they're about to uh, break a whole bunch of hearts. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, I skimmed the document uh, that uh, Politico uh, published, the alleged uh, draft opinion by Justice Alito. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, it strikes down Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Mm -hmm. But the gist of his argument seems to be we shouldn't have done anything about this in the first place. And it's time to butt out and take our nose out of other people's business. Yep. Okay. Uh, now I'm not surprised by the reasoning uh, because even Ruth Bader Ginsburg kind of had that point of view that the, the mm-hmm. court did it the wrong way. Um, yep. So, you know, that's, that's kind of interesting. We're going to have a whole bunch of stuff here, but before we get off uh, uh, into the, the, uh, the uh, Dobbs case. I want to mm-hmm. just mention uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association yeah. coming up. Is and it'll be interesting to see that you know there the court is saying, hey, there's nothing in the Constitution about this. It's not our business. 
mm-hmm. and see then how they handle something of, wow, look, that's in the Bill of Rights right there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm wondering I, I, too. Oh, well, you know, it's interesting that legis- Maryland is one of the states that does everything it can uh, to uh, suppress the Second Amendment. Uh-huh. Uh, and the state legislature passed a resolute, <laughs> actually a bill, uh, requiring the state attorney general uh, to, within three months of uh, any decision on this case, the, the New York uh, case coming down, to advise the legislature of, of how the laws have been changed and what mm-hmm. they might need to do about it. So, I, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting last week of June, I I'll bet you. <sighs> Meanwhile, it was so much fun watching Twitter this week, wasn't it? Oh, oh my God! God. You know, people, <laughs> it it is like I, you know, I I have a post that's uh, right now up on the blog. I spent uh, um, spent much of the day um, <laughs> writing about the New England Patriots. Okay, and and if you read the whole thing, when you get down near the end, I explain that everybody needs something to dis- If you're interested in politics, you need something to distract you. I don't care what it is. Okay, for me, it's like uh, following uh, the the New England Patriots. I'm also into fireworks. Um, <laughs> you know, and things like that. But I, but you have to have something to where politics does not consume your life because it will drive you bonkers. Well, either that mm-hmm. or you can't, you can't have your career consume your life, which makes me wonder why I'm doing what I'm doing for a living when my two hobbies are amateur radio and astronomy. I'm, not, I'm, I'm doing electrical <laughs> circuit design for NASA. It's like, yeah, what? yeah. Maybe yeah. I need to get a life. Yeah. Well, anyways, but, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, a woman called Amanda Duarte, who, by the way, I clicked. Are on... you a biologist? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. A a person <laughs> named Amanda Duarte, who, by the way, I just checked. I just clicked the link. Uh, she's deleted her account, which is probably Again, a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, she had what I call the worst Twitter hot take ever. Now, Folks, if you, By the I, way, the picture you've got also violates Rule 5. Uh, well, it's very interesting, but um, uh, Amanda Duarte uh, is, a, is a performer. She's an actress, um, uh, and a comedian, a writer, whatever. Uh, but anyway, she posted and... and, and the, the stupidest twi- thing ever. It, it was, I, I mean, you know, these, if you... Some of our listeners may not be on Twitter. I don't know. But if you're not on Twitter, you have to understand that this short format, you know, of 280 characters, which used to be 140, um, a lot of people use it to just react to things with something short that they think is clever. And that's what you call a hot take, okay? And so, so her hot take... After Politico leaked the draft of the Supreme Court majority decision, which will apparently overturn Roe v. Wade, boy, she took the cake here. I'm going to quote here. I do wonder how these white supremacist lawmakers would feel 
if their little white daughters were raped and impregnated by black men. Well, the other truly dumb hot take was the thing about, and the Republicans are going to, uh, and the Supreme Court want to do away with uh, interracial marriage. Interracial marriage. I responded, I responded to, I replied to that tweet with a picture of um, the uh, Thomases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned uh, Jenny, that. Jenny, uh, Jenny is white and uh, Clarence is black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've oh, got yeah. that referenced in a post called "Democrats Like to Pretend," uh, in yep. which I quote Professor Reynolds. But, but getting back to Amanda Duarte, I, <laughs> as as uh, John said, I violated Rule Five. Uh, by posting a, a, a picture of Miss Duarte apparently riding the subway in New York where she lives. But she first she deleted her account, then she changed her uh, mind and issued an apology. Uh, uh, she said, I deleted my account briefly because I wasn't sure of the right thing to do. Well, she has now done the right thing uh, because people apparently went through her uh, 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 back oh, yeah. and found even more stupid things she said. Well, yes, but on the other hand, oh, she yeah. just, she probably didn't go to the right schools. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, right. Well, um, I'm sorry, but the stupidest thing she wrote and even stupider than her um, evidently completely unconscious uh, natural racism um, is this is the one from uh, the, from March 25th. Of this year, by the way, friends, the entire anti-abortion movement is about white supremacy. Do you know how wrong she is? <laughs> yeah, well, she's 80 degrees out. Yeah. She's obviously never heard of Margaret Sanger. Yeah, and uh, more white women have had abortions than any other group. No... No, well, actually, actually, that that, that 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 may be true on an absolute basis, but certainly not on a percentage. Only base. by f- sheer numbers, proportionally, no, that's definitely not well, true. Yeah, basically, twelve to fourteen percent of the population over the uh, time that uh, the last fifty years that this has been the law, twelve to fourteen percent of the population has been uh, black, and roughly a mm-hmm. third of the abortions. So you know, yeah. that's like two to one. Yeah, well, it's one, pretty one, scary. one of the things that's going on here, and, and I just have to say, is that ever since Hillary lost, right, basically, <laughs> the, the two responses to it, you know, that, that for most of my, you know, uh, since I really got into politics in the 90s, started paying attention a little more closely, um, what uh you know for most of that time first of all it was the religious right you remember this right the religious right was was supposedly the evil force controlling uh the republican party and then they I changed... never felt in control of the republican yeah. party well but then in the um bush administration right when bush got in there the next thing was well the neocon are running that the neocons are in charge. Well, I am a recovering Democrat, but I never felt I was in charge. So, well, are, so are a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. And well, then during the Obama administration, when the Tea Party came along, the next thing was 
the Koch brothers, right? The Koch oh, yeah. brothers are, are, are secretly behind you. But then, uh, when the uh, uh, Hillary lost, suddenly first it was the Russians. This is Russians, Russian, Russia. Yeah, right. But the next thing they laid their finger on is white supremacy. It's white supremacy that caused Hillary to lose and Trump to win. And Look, so- it was a tough election. You, we, it didn't matter what happened. We we're going to get stuck with a blonde jerk from New York. The, the, the problem is, is that the, the problem is, is that if it, I, what I said about finding something to distract you, if you put your head inside that echo chamber so that all you hear is Democrat propaganda, Mm-hmm. You could it it would and it just and I want to say if you flip it over on the other side if you all you do is watch Fox News all day long <laughs> that'll drive you crazy too. Well, yes, oh, but yeah. I mean, but part of your we, problem we're going to get to the crazy people. Well, anyway. we're not getting to the crazy people yet, but really, you just didn't go to the right school, Stacey. Uh, unlike Charlie Warzel. Oh, yeah. I have a post up on the blog called Who is Charlie Warzel and why do I feel the urge to give him a brutal fisking? Now, I have to explain to you what a fisking is. Robert Fisk. Robert Fisk was a um a reporter <laughs> of sorts. Uh yes, mm-hmm. uh yeah, uh, a reporter who who kept getting things wrong uh, back during the uh, first decade of this century, and um, and so so what happened was is that the the practice of taking a a blog post or a newspaper article and tearing it apart. Paragraph by paragraph. Sometimes sentence by sentence. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. This this became known as fisking, um, mm-hmm. and so and so Charlie Warzel wrote a piece for the Atlantic with the headline "Why are the right such sore winners? Even <laughs> when they win, they still play victim." And I, as I said, I think she, he was trying to outdo Amanda Duarte in the worst hot take competition. And, and so, so I started, and, and one of the things is that whenever I encounter someone I've never heard of before, like Charlie Wanzel, mm-hmm. um, and, and they're making an argument that just infuriates me. The first thing I do is like, who is this person? And I and I will, Dan Real, my old buddy Dan Real, uh, from blog or blog days gone by, uh, Dan Real, I used to say would go to the last Google result uh, to, <laughs> when he was searching something out. <laughs> I, I don't know if I went to the last Google result on Mr. Warzel, but I determined that he is from the suburbs of Philadelphia in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. What is it about Montgomery counties? I don't know. He attended the elite Shipley School in Bryn Mawr, uh, where the annual tuition is $43,000 a year. Now, I'm sorry. If you are attending a private uh, academy, a prep school, 
mm-hmm. where the annual tuition is $43,000 a year. You got to be rich. I'm just assuming trust fund baby. Okay. And uh, so- a lot of parents, I'm sorry, uh, considering, remember where I used to work and everything, we would see tuitions like this and I'd cringe. But the truth is that parents, even middle-class parents, will uh, scrimp, save, they will do anything to get their kids out of public school and into these into an, uh, an elite prep school. Just trust me on this. They will. Well, I, I, I don't have that kind of money. Well, I, uh, I, I, no, I must... neither do I. Well, I... Let, me, yeah, but, but let, me, let me put this in perspective. I went to the top prep school for high school in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were, I mean, there were only one or two other schools that were in the same league academically, like Oak Ridge High School and Montgomery mm-hmm. Pell Academy in Nashville. And the tuition was 800 bucks a year. Well, it's a that, long time ago. That was when tuition, <laughs> yes, 800 but, bucks. Well, hold it. Good. Yes, but if you correct it for inflation... Uh, it's that's less than eight thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the you know, and if I looked that up, I'd probably if I looked the school up. Have you looked the school up recently? Well, university school, yeah. It's not forty k. Yeah, but it's high, isn't it? Uh, well, for Nashville, it isn't less than fifteen thousand. I'll bet you that. Um, no, it isn't. Well, yeah. anyways, after finishing up at the Shipley School in Burnmore. <laughs> um, Charlie Wazell went to Hamilton College in Clinton, New York, which is one of those pricey little sub-Ivy liberal arts <laughs> colleges where rich parents send their kids who SATs weren't quite good enough for Princeton or Dartmouth. Now, here's the other thing. What, what did he pay for that a year? 70, uh, 75K if, or something like 75, that? 75000 a year, including room and board. You know, I went to Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt ain't cheap. Actually, when I went, uh, when I w- was looking at schools, uh, Vanderbilt was actually the most expensive school I was admitted to, and I was admitted to Yale. Mm. So you know it, it. But you could live at home, and, and yeah, yeah. To, but 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 the point is because you're from Nashville. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, my tuition for four years at Vanderbilt corrected for inflation. Is half that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now, now John is showing off. Uh, 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 no, the point is showing is... off here because you know I went to a state school in Alabama on scholarship. Okay, so, right, and and the but so the thing me, is is I... that the 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 quality of the of of the connections that uh, I made may be different socially, but in terms of the quality of the education I had. Uh, you know, I, I might as well, I, in terms of the real world uh, performance of my career over the last 50 years, I might as well have gone to the University of Tennessee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my, uh, the difference between John and I, and we talked this out is that, is that my ancestors, uh, their occupation was listed as farmer in the census. Uh, mm-hmm. in the, in, in John's, John's family tree, they're listed as planters. Okay. Uh, his, his, his folks were a little bit more blue blood than, than, uh, my folks, but, uh, 
but that's Ooh. okay. I'm I, I ain't ashamed of uh, no, but where, the, where but, I come from. But but, but the the point the, the point is is that that this ex, that this is part of the grift. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. Of these elite schools. Well, anyways, as I said about uh, Charlie Warzel, damn, I'll never understood understand rich liberals. If I mm -hmm. had that kind of money, my politics would be somewhere to the right of Pinochet. <laughs> and yet, America's what? affluent elite are apparently so burdened with guilt, it's a wonder they haven't committed mass suicide and willed their fortunes to UNICEF. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I stole that 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 gag, that last gag about that is it's actually from a a a, a novel from the fifties uh, uh, called uh, Portrait of an Institution. Yeah, uh, but 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 you know it, it Randall it, Gerald. Yeah, but but you know it's you know it, it's 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 part of the the social scam and. Uh, and the grift, and I, some of us decided that we weren't really going to play the game exactly the right way, uh, uh, and you know here I am. Just I'm sorry, up. it's pictures from an institution by Randall Jarrell. Yeah, mm -hmm. but so I mean, so you know, it, it, I think I've had a, I think I've had a better, more fulfilling life, uh, not playing uh, the the silly game because you play silly games, you get silly prizes. By the way, by the way, John, yes, I just happened to Google Randall Cheryl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know where he was born? No. Nashville, Tennessee well, in 1914. And, and, <laughs> uh, but, but uh, his novel is actually a portrait of one of those little women's colleges up in New York. Well, you know, there've been several people associated with Nashville. Uh, beginning with Andrew Jackson and, uh, 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 you know, including all sorts Andrew of... Andrew Jackson wasn't born in Nashville. No, he wasn't born in Nashville. He's associated with Nashville. His home is uh, just uh, outside of town, actually inside the city limits now. Uh, the uh, And, you know, Phil Harris, the band leader, all sorts of interesting uh -huh. people uh, associated with Nashville. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways, what, but 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 we we've kind of gotten to the end of uh, this talk about the Supremes, I, and the whole thing uh, going back and forth is part of this week's grift, trying to uh, get uh, people uh, in line to support things. Was the whole idea that you're changing this thing that people have been relying on for almost fifty years now, and all of a sudden, when it comes to uh, uh, protecting the right of abortion that the Supreme Court created. Uh, everybody's for stare decisis on that side now. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I had a little post about that that says Dred Scott, Homer Plessy, and Fred Korematsu would uh -huh. like to have a word with people who believe wrongly decided decisions should be left standing. And yeah. I noted that Roger T uh, Tawney John Ferguson and Franklin Roosevelt were actually being quite polite, sitting quietly in the corner, not stirring things up. Well, I, uh -huh. I, 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 um, I, I do not wish to besmirch the name of Justice Tawney. I do. Uh, <laughs> well, but the yeah, he but, was one. Of, he was he was one of the worst jurists in the history of very Amer true. America. And uh, you know, Tawney Town is the second largest mm -hmm. city in. Uh, uh, 
Carroll County where I live. And uh, uh. he, Tawny is probably the second most famous uh, resident of Carroll County. The other being, the more famous being Francis Scott Key. Maybe you've heard yeah. of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, Tawny was an, a terrible person. Uh, you know, can't disagree with that. I'm just going to hold my peace. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, well, as you live there on Tombs Street. No, no, no. I'm at Gordon and Tombs. It's like, and, and you had a wonderful history lesson on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was formerly stationed at Fort Gordon. Well, uh, meanwhile, uh, yeah, the, 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 the story decisis, uh the, the point is that, that the job of the court is to determine what the law and the Constitution are, right. rather than rather than to uh, choose an outcome and then uh, uh, torture the document. And, and, if, and if you re- and if you read uh, Dred Scott, that's torturing the, uh, the law for the outcome is exactly what Tawny did. And, oh, you yeah. should, and 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 it, you should read the dissent. Um, I did years uh, ago. Any in any case, though, what's interesting is watching how the snowflakes melt. Oh my God, uh, Steve Crowder. <laughs> Steve, Why did you lie? Steve, Steve Crowder had this wonderful meme that he put up. It's it's a, it's it's on his account on Reddit. It has this fat woman in an orange shirt lying on the ground. I'm on strike. The sign says no. Uh, no uh, choice for me, no sex for him. And then uh, it has a, a picture zoomed in on her tight face with a weird expression. And then the that bearded Chad dude going deal. And uh, uh, your terms Crow- are acceptable. Well, Crowder, Crowder actually uh, had the uh, the better title for it. Your terms are acceptable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and my co-blogger had to get in on it. Well, and this is one of those mm-hmm. things that everyone felt compelled to comment about. Yeah, but you know, I people should go to the other McCain and look at uh, Smitty's uh, post. It's called "If You Lack an Uterus, You Can't Speak." Is one of the things that's been thrown <sighs> back at some of us guys by some of those women. And Smitty points out that, well, you know, maybe they do have, some of these women do have a reasonable complaint because quite frankly, most of the people I know who actually support Roe versus Wade mm. are men who don't want the burden of fatherhood. They want, se- they want sex and uh, no accountability for what they're doing. And uh, S- Smitty has an excellent short post here about what mm-hmm. our obligations are first of all that we should have wives and love them mm-hmm. and cherish them and meet our obligations to them and mm-hmm. and then to the children who come along as well and so mm-hmm. you know um huh you know i'm just looking oh i go ahead yeah well, go ahead no no no, no I, I mean not it, that i was looking you know, at it, something it, you know when politics become completely at cross purposes to your morality, mm-hmm. to your religious beliefs. Why are you going with those politics? It, and, 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 and there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of accountability that men have tried to dodge. Oh so, yeah. You know, it's been one thing to watch the snowflakes melt, mm. but 
the other thing that has been troubling to me is how some men are frightened by Roe uh, being well. A then they need to become. They need to quote unquote man up. Look, um, it's this is I think really hard for a lot of uh, people in general who are even younger than I am. And I'm not that young anymore, sadly, um, to really uh, put their heads around. But, you know, it's really a matter of when you get into the sack with someone, um, you're, you're, you're going, you are putting it on the table that you may end up committed to each other for life because you may have get pregnant. I mean, you, you don't, I, I, there's phrases I despise fall pregnant, um, you know, you're chancing pregnancy. All of this stuff makes me just sit back and say, uh, folks, <laughs> um, you don't get pregnant by accident. You know what you're doing. I'm, I'm, we're, let's stick with the, the broad, uh, thing. When you Are you get a biologist? Bed, no, I am not. Thank <laughs> but God. You, but, but I am you, normal. But you don't, and I but you, actually but, do know reproduction and how it yeah, works. You, but you know enough biology to figure out where babies come from. Oh, yeah. And okay. if you do that, you know, guys, guys, you know, uh, you're, when you're yelling, my body, my choice, you're a little late to the well, game. Well, the, 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 the thing is, and what John was saying about men who mm -hmm. don't want to take responsibility oh, yeah. is, that, is that the way the culture has changed, uh, over the past 50 years. And it couldn't have done that without Roe. Well, no, not only without Roe, but, anyway. but with that, what, what I call a contraceptive culture, okay, mm -hmm. is that the belief that, that, that sex uh, should be uh, sterile. The, the idea mm -hmm. that, that, uh, pregnancy, which by, uh, is the biological purpose of sex, hello, okay, I, in terms of, it, you know, these people who want to run around and claim their uh, devout Darwinists, okay, they believe in evolution and they'll denounce yeah, you. Right. If you. If you uh, question uh, the Darwinian uh, uh, theory, um, uh, these people don't seem to think very hard about... <laughs> The evolution of sex, okay, of sex in evolutionary terms, whereas I, Bible thumper that I am, uh, you know, I have six <laughs> children and five grandchildren, and uh, other people, uh, meanwhile, uh, are not actually succeeding at the practice uh, of uh, uh, this whole survival of the fittest thing. And so, and so, but you have to understand it, and, and by the way, uh, uh, Dothet, uh, what's his name? Uh, from Timothy Dothet, Ross, Ross Dothet, uh, Ross uh, Dothet, sorry. yeah, at the, at the uh, uh, New York Times had a post up trying to explain that the bad behavior of men, uh, in recent de decades has been enabled by this cultural change, yeah. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, we also have the thing going on here where, um, people don't want to be accountable right uh, no. 
And one of the things that truly bothers some people is you, you were talking about the evolution of the biological evolution of us as, as sexual beings of, mm -hmm. you know, when we have sex, our bodies have natural physical responses that including the re release of certain hormones and all that other stuff that goes on. That's one of the reasons why we like it. So, you know, <laughs> uh, and the thing is, is that once we those start having to be accountable for our actions, now we can't have everything we want. No. And mm -hmm. the grift doesn't work anymore for whatever our, our particular th thing is. Uh, and you had this wonderful uh, thing this week about who? <laughs> the endless grift of literally who. <laughs> Now, last week I had mentioned this in my big yellow button post. Uh, uh, I had mentioned Brianna Wu, a.k.a. John Walker Flint. Uh, and uh, boy, I tell you what, it's been a bad week for Rule 5, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Anyways, I've got a, well, a, does a it, picture does of he, literally who. Does he count? Three. <laughs> right. Well, I, I'm Literally just who three. <laughs> literally who three. Now, folks, you have to remember Gamergate. Do um, I have to? And, um, and when... Uh, and God, did I go down that rabbit hole, man. What happened was that Adam Baldwin... Uh, well, actually, we were at... Uh, we were walking around down uh, the hotels at, at CPAC, and uh, a friend suggested to me, and I've forgotten her name, the one with the cane, the lady with the cane that was supporting us and all the Kimberlin stuff. She had a cane. Do you remember her? There's lots of... No. no, 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 no. There was this one blogger, and I've forgotten her name, um, but she she walked with a cane. She had suffered a, a car a car accident or something. But anyways, because she was giving us all kinds of information. You remember who I'm talking about, don't you? No. Okay, well, we, we'll talk this out. But anyways, but she said to me, Stacy, you've got to get in on this Gamergate thing. Is it? And, and she said, Adam Baldwin, I just happened to have his number in my phone and I called him up and he explained how consequential it was. Well, when, um, when what's his name, Elon Musk, um, bought, um, uh, bought out bought Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, this resurfaced Brianna Wu, who was being cited as an expert. And so, Ugh. so I, I started researching. I spent several days researching what Brianna Wu has been up to lately. <laughs> and uh, uh, anyway, so so out of Gamergate, she created something called Rebellion Pack. Oh Lord! Uh, it, she she ran for Congress twice, and she created something called Rebellion Pack. And um, and I, I tell you a little history of this, but last week there was a, a uh, primary in Ohio where Rebellion <laughs> Pack was backing a woman named Turner who got her butt kicked. So, so grifters got a grift, and uh, the entirety of Brianna Wu's message can be summarized, give her give us more money because progressive. Yeah. I mean, but, but that's, you know, that's, that's their scam. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, speaking of Montgomery County uh, oh. and, 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 and politicians uh, uh, and actually 
not quite a, a violation of rule five. Um, <laughs> we've got a DUI ex-district attorney. Yes, Kathleen Kane is behind bars after being arrested for a probation oh. violation and returned to Montgomery County Correctional Facility in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Yep. And, where she uh, belongs. Yes, where she belongs. Uh, she was charged with drunk driving after a March 12th car crash in Scranton. She was once a rising star of the Democratic Party, uh, <laughs> but... Uh, but she's became, but basically she became an alcoholic, and that can just chop the uh, foundation out from under any kind of career. Yeah, she she tried, attempted to get revenge on uh, somebody there in the office and destroyed her career, became disbarred, and is now back in prison where she belongs. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, though, Stacy, at least she hasn't really turned into an aspiring rapper. <laughs> we I have grateful. a post up just today, aspiring rapper update, misdemeanor charges. Although this does involve uh, a, another uh, bad Democrat DA in the story. Yeah. Aspiring <sighs> yes. rapper update, misdemeanor charges for homeless lunatic in LA, <laughs> in which I introduce you to 23-year-old Isaiah Lee, a homeless man and quote-unquote aspiring rapper who jumped on stage and attacked comedian Dave Chappelle during a performance this week at the Hollywood Bowl, according to his younger sibling. Um, Isaiah Lee has struggled with mental health issues and, and being homeless, they, they use the, this the L.A. Times, so they use the word unhoused. Which is stupid. <laughs> As if the, lacking no, uh, the, a roof. Either is, that or they misspelled unhinged. Yeah. Well, anyways, there was a there was a festival at the Hollywood Bowl featuring Dave Chappelle and other comedians. And this guy jumped on stage and yep. attacked him. So he was apparently off his meds. Uh, and, and uh, but he will not be charged with a felony because George Gascon is the uh, <laughs> Soros-funded DA in LA. So no, basically, nothing is a felony uh, short of murder, uh, in, unless you are a white male, in yeah, which case, yeah, in, and not in, homeless in Los Angeles crazy. County nowadays. Uh, but Dave Chappelle never missed a beat. Uh, he said, I felt good, my friends broke his arm. There's pictures of this, by the way, where this guy's mm -hmm. arm was just messed up bad. And he said, how bad does a bleat have to be that Jon Stewart would stomp him? So <clears throat> crazy people are dangerous. And to themselves and others. Yes, and yes. as we hear the boogie-woogie music in the background that reminds us that we're approaching the end of our hour, actually more than an hour with our listeners. Mm -hmm. And so, um, well, this is fun. We enjoy doing it. Yeah. So yeah. as every week, seven o'clock on Saturday night, uh, you can join us live. And as always, you can download, uh, uh, download, the thing and listen to it whenever you want to and we will be back next week seven o'clock saturday night thanks for joining us diana anytime
And we'll see you all next week, folks. Bye now. Good night. Bye-bye.